0: Beautiful day in the seven cities. I'm Brady Parkins. And I'm Charlie Wise. This is Seven Stakes Podcast. Last week, four and three. Not the ideal start to the season, but a winning week's a winning week, especially in sports betting. There was some frustrating losses there and some really surprising games.
1: Yeah, it was a really weird week. Uh, There were some, some definite teams out there that won games that I did not expect to win anytime soon
0: exactly <laughs> i mean the new york giants are unfortunately not going to go winless on the season even though i in one of my predictions had them going defeated but it's all right. hey I, you
1: are not the only one because i i said i thought the bears would probably be a pretty likely team to go winless all season and they pulled off one at least, one also.
0: at least they were playing in a monsoon so the yeah. 49ers have some reason they're like oh it was crazy weather you know like but the titans i mean i'm happy we didn't pick them for a division winner but the colts didn't look the whole division top to bottom the whole division looks
1: pretty bad looks terrible
0: luckily the colts ended up with a tie so they're you know tied for first place in that division right now uh
1: they should get be- they should get better throughout the season though
0: for sure I, they started out really slow last year. I think they started out with three or four losses to you know, <laughs> and then they went on that crazy run, and then they end up losing the Jags in week you know seventeen. So. Yeah,
1: maybe bringing a bringing in a new quarterback. It's gonna be a little bit of a learning process early on.
0: Yep, they're gonna have to get in touch on offense. Some disappointing starts to the season. I think the Cardinals really surprised me how terrible they looked against the Chiefs. The Chiefs looked incredible, and obviously we get yeah. a crazy. Thursday night game tonight again after getting, you know, Bills Rams last week, Chargers and Chiefs this week and arrowhead.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, one should be a pretty exciting game. Probably I would imagine quite a few points being scored in that one.
0: I, I hope so. I mean, I've got a pretty crazy parlay in and I need a lot
1: of points in it, so <laughs> Yeah, I still need to construct something for tonight. Some big storylines. Dak Prescott out. Yeah, it's gotta be the biggest storyline of the week, really. I mean, he pretty much I mean Don't want to say it totally tanks the Cowboys season just yet, but it doesn't look good for him. Uh, I think – I mean, I've heard anyway for four to eight weeks at this point for it, Um, but they already – I mean, even with him in the game, they looked pretty bad out there. Yeah,
0: they looked like they weren't even – so out of touch, their offense.
1: Only team to not score a touchdown
0: yet. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So – That obviously affects the Eagles odds. You're going to see the Eagles take a big bump in their division winner odds now. They looked pretty good. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I mean, they were playing the Lions, so... Hey,
1: we said the Lions are going to be good, and they gave the Eagles a scare.
0: Yeah, they did. They did for sure. Bills looked incredible week one. We were projecting that. Josh Allen is tied for first for MVP odds right now with Pat Mahomes, and... Mike Parsons had a good game in that Cowboys game, had two sacks. There was only one defensive player, I think, that had a higher rating than them this week, and that was Miles Garrett. We knew he was going to be a scare for that defensive player of the year. Uh, our defensive rookie of the year, nobody really stood out defensively for rookies this week, but we'll see going forward. Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson, man.
1: Yeah, he gave us a pretty good start there
0: yeah which we you know we picked the packers for our preseason division winner for the nfc north and we still had them projected to lose that game yeah you know it
1: doesn't that one yeah we we know the vikings are still going to be a pretty good team and those two teams we definitely put them down to split they played in minnesota so and the packers just for whatever reason come out and view uh week one as like a extra preseason game or something
0: yeah last year they lost they got blown out by the saints this year they come in in minnesota i think they were they were like a three and a half point dog or something like that or were they favored
1: mm. i don't know what it ended up at i think it was pretty close to a pick'em at one point i think the vikings may have been like a one point favorite or something yeah real small like that the line is moving around a little bit
0: They were without Lazard, one of their top receivers. So, we expect them to rebound, and we're not too worried about them actually
1: pulling off that division there. Yeah, no. Give them a little bit of time to get things going. I think we'll be all right. So. Um, And, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything else to talk about for last week? No, I don't have anything. Because that that, uh, transitions right on into my first pick of the week.
0: Let's roll with it.
1: All right, so do like the Packers to bounce back and we're going to be taking them to score over 26 and a half total points this week against the bears. Uh, you can get that one at minus one Oh five right now. Aaron Rodgers said it last year. He's he owns the bears. I think he's going to keep that one up here. Um, we already t- said last season, they also started out with a terrible game in week one. Um, they ended up bouncing back in week two last season and put up 35 points. Won't be surprised at all to see him do something like that again here. Uh, this game's, uh, primetime game Sunday night and over the past two seasons the Packers haven't scored any less than 30 points in a Sunday night or Monday night game and in those eight games they've averaged 36.8 points per game so they seem to like playing in spotlight I would imagine they'd like to bounce back uh, you know show that they're not just some terrible team because Devontae Adams left there's chance Alan Lazard's gonna be getting back out there this week um, Yeah, just like the the Packers to really bounce back. Aaron Rodgers to show he's still a star quarterback in this league and go ahead and beat up on the Bears a little bit.
0: We really hope they bounce back this week. Moving on to my first pick here, I've got Rashad Bateman over 44.5 receiving yards versus the Dolphins at minus 115, and that's on BetMGM. That's where you can get the best odds for that right now. So last week he was just behind uh, Mark Andrews in targets with five. The Dolphins against the Patriots – they allowed an average of 11 yards per reception last week. So I see him. He's growing as Lamar Jackson, one of Lamar Jackson's favorite targets on this offense. And actually last year they played the dolphins and this is one of Rashad Bateman's highest receiving totals. He ended up with six receptions on eight targets for 80 yards. And I expect him, I know he's a, he's a big threat player this could turn into a shootout easily with the Dolphins, and we could really see what we got with Rashad Bateman here. Initially, I started, we talked about it. I had Rashad Bateman and Lamar Jackson. their overs on Lamar's passing yards and Rashad's receiving yards, but seems like a bad play, you know, putting too much into one game like that, so we decided to go with something else. Go ahead and give your second pick here.
1: All right. Um, so, this one's always a little bit scary when you start betting against Tom Brady, but taking his under on his passing yards, which is at 276.5 right now. It's minus 115. Um, for whatever reason, uh, the Bucks and Brady have just really struggled against the Saints ever since he came to Tampa Bay. They're playing them this week in New Orleans. Um, in those five games that they have played against the uh, Saints so far sit with Brady in Tampa, he's only hit the over... 276 yards once um in one game he went off and threw 375 yards but if you take the those other four games he's averaging just 215 passing yards per game last week against the cowboys um you know they got the job done they won but he still only threw for 212 yards they lost chris goblin last week to a hamstring injury so he should not be out there this week So that's just another weapon gone, and their starting left tackle, Donovan Smith, injured his elbow last game. He hasn't practiced all week, so don't know for sure if he's going to be out there or not, even if he is. He's banged up. Their offensive line was already a concern. They gave up a few sacks last week to Dallas. The Saints didn't look necessarily as impressive as a lot of people expected on defense, but they still have some good solid pass rushers. Um, Won't be surprised to see them be able to put some pressure on Brady here. Um, and then so Mike Evans is obviously left as his top wide receiving threat Um, but over the past few years Marshawn Lattimore has lined up against him in these matchups and has just absolutely dominated him Um, he's had five games here against him in the past two years his top game He had four receptions for 64 yards. In the other four games, he had just two receptions, 48 yards, one reception, 14 yards, one reception, two yards, one reception, three yards. So if Mike Evans comes out and gets shut down again, I mean, maybe Julio goes off maybe, but Julio's getting old. No Chris Goblin. Don't think he's got the weapons to really just be slinging the ball all over the place. Don't think he's got the protection up front to really – get the job done there so i like him to go under this passing prop this week
0: we're going with another under here and then we're talking about a team who has absolutely no weapons and that's we're taking the under in the jacksonville jaguars versus the indianapolis colts under 45 and a half you can get that at minus 110 on DraftKings. so six out of the last seven divisional games the colts have had have went under this total jaguars at home have just averaged last season averaged just 16.6 points and last season the Colts averaged 25.3 points on the road so if you add those averages together it just puts them under 42 points I think the Colts are going to have to bounce back a little bit after last week tying the Texans and I have no hope in Trevor Lawrence or any of the Jacksonville Jaguars offense so I see this going under pretty easy here and that's all i've got for that one
1: all right nice short sweet i think my next one will be the same way but i'm going with javante williams over 21 and a half receiving yards minus 120 last week against seattle he saw 12 targets 11 receptions for 65 yards there's just a really solid receiving back um, and in comparison melvin gordon who they pretty much split carries but in the passing game melvin gordon only saw two targets last week so looks like javante's really got that passing work locked down as far as that backfield goes last season he had eight games in which he had at least three receptions and he went over a 21 yard mark and five of those eight games um based on you know the target volume he saw last week i think it's pretty safe to say he'll probably see at least three receptions probably a pretty decent chance he sees quite a few more Um, they're going up against the Texans this week Uh, they gave up 10 receptions and 64 yards last week to the Colts backfield Um, and yeah we just they're not a good team and (laughs) I would imagine that the Broncos are probably pretty pissed off that they came out and lost to Seattle last week and would probably like to come out and make a statement and I think Javante Williams will be a pretty big part of that
0: I agree now we're moving on to pick here I talked to you about this before, Charlie. I told you when we started researching, I'm not doing any more defensive uh, player props. And then I found one I liked a lot. And, you know, if this one doesn't hit this week, I will actually be done. But I'm taking Nick Bosa over .75 sacks at plus 105 on DraftKings. So last season, he had at least one sack in 11 of 17 games. Geno Smith last week got sacked twice against the Broncos. Bradley Chubb actually got both of those sacks. And last season, he had at least one sack in both of his games against Seattle. Seattle's offensive line coming into the season was ranked at last on Pro Football Focus. I don't really think that. I still don't think they're very solid offensive line. I just think the fact that. The Broncos had to come into Seattle and play in that stadium with that noise being so loud, really messed with them, and I don't think they were ready for the moment (laughs) (laughs) to come in and beat Russell Wilson's old team. The San Francisco 49ers have to make a statement this week after losing last week to who you thought was going to be the worst team in the NFL in that monsoon, and I think they're going to make this statement by Bosa having over... 0.75 0.75
1: sacks all right uh so my last one i'm going to be going with Devonte adams over 90 oh yeah, i need to change it this line has been moving it's over 92 and a half receiving yards now as i have minus 115 last week in his raiders debut he had 17 targets 10 receptions and 141 yards against the chargers who have a pretty solid secondary even without jc jackson playing last week Um, So in comparison, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller were the next closest in targets, and they both only had six targets. So he was – I mean, Derek Carr was just looking uh, Devontae Adams' way every single time, it seemed. So – and we've seen that in the past with Derek Carr. He's just not afraid to hyper-target his favorite receiver. He's seen it a few years back when Darren Waller was pretty much their best receiving option, and he just was fed the ball constantly. And then even last year with Hunter Renfro – when they didn't really have any other good receiving options. It was just pass after pass after pass going to Hunter Renfro. Obviously, Devontae Adams is going to be his top target this year. Guys played college football together. Uh, Derek Carr recruited him to come there this year, and so we just saw it in week one, just 17 targets. is pretty outrageous. Um, So they're playing against the Cardinals this week. Really bad secondary, really bad defense in general. You talked about it in the opening how they were pretty disappointing getting torched by the chiefs they go 360 passing yards um you know i think the raiders gonna be able to come out throw the ball around on them just like the chiefs did davante adams probably gonna get a whole bunch of targets again and i think it's pretty uh you know the fact that this line's south of 100 i like it i'd probably play it almost all the way up to 100 i think
0: that's and saying you're pretty confident on that one and pretty confident in all your bets, actually. And that's all we got. That's seven picks, seven stakes podcast, and we'll just go ahead and review them here. We've got the Packers over 26.5 total team points, Colts and Jags under 45.5, Tom Brady under 276.5 passing yards, Rashad Bateman over 44.5 receiving yards, Nick Bosa over .75 sacks, Devante Adams over ninety-two point five receiving yards, and Javante Williams over twenty-one and a half receiving yards. Let's uh, if you want to know, I mean, I put a little parlay in on that. <laughs> the odds are plus eight thousand seven hundred thirteen for all seven of those. We're gonna have to go seven and zero at one point, and I'm feeling like this might be the week. Start off four and three, and really roll with it. I'm Brady Parkins. I'm Charlie Wise. This is Seven Stakes Podcast. Thanks for listening.